Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. True to my word, I am circling back Jen Psaki style to the topic of the Supreme Court. So uh, I did an hour of fill-in for uh, Vince Coakley. Vince will be following me uh, after the program here. Uh, and so the Supreme Court rulings in two cases came down uh, as, uh, as I get ready to get on the air here about the 10 o'clock hour uh, that came down. And so we covered it in the first hour, but that was Vince's show. So if you're listening to my podcast uh, then you're you you didn't hear any of that brilliant analysis and discussion. Um, but also, if you're just tuning in for the first time today, um, then you haven't heard it either. So why don't we just uh, kind of go over the the highlights again? And I'll read some of the messages that have been accumulating in the inbox also. But and you are free to call and weigh in on the topics also at 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. So first up, you don't have to bake the cake. It is not required the government cannot despite despite the desires of a shockingly large portion of america the government cannot compel you to say things to do things or to create things simply because you open up a shop and sell your services the government can't make you take their loyalty oaths they can't make you adopt the pronouns, which, by the way, like that is a crime up in Canada. You know, that's what got Jordan Peterson into all the trouble all those years ago. It was over the. Um, yeah, it was over the uh, the pronoun usage. And he says and he's a clinical psychiatrist and he says, I'm not using these pronouns. The way you help people is. Is to not um, uh, indulge in the delusions when people are having this kind of dysphoric uh, problem, right, in, in interpreting what is real, what is not, what is true, what is not, they, they, you do not indulge that. You don't tell the person who thinks that they are 7,000 pounds when, in fact, they are 70, and so they're, they're binging and purging. You don't tell them, yes, you're fat. You, you don't affirm that belief. So um, here is the... Uh, Oh, so the, the case here, it wasn't the Masterpiece Cake Shop case, but it is also out of California where the same law is, uh, is at play. And it's the Colorado Anti-Discrimination Act, or the CADA, or the CATA. And so the uh, litigant in this case was a woman, I think her name is Lori Smith, and she is a graphic designer. And she makes really lewd graphics. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Graphic. Okay, never mind. She makes designs that are lewd, right? No, she she is a she does web stuff, and she wanted to uh, open up a new line of business under her LLC, and she would do websites for weddings, which is a thing, uh, as be, has become a thing. People actually go and they like get their own website, and so all the information is on the website, and I guess the registry is on the website too. I've only. I think I've seen one of these things. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She wanted to do these web, uh, 
websites for marriages. But she is personally opposed to defining marriage as between anything other than one man and one woman. She has a she has a biblical view of marriage. And so she, as an artist, does not want to be compelled to create content of that nature. Just like Jack Phillips doesn't want to be compelled to participate in these events that are at odds with his religious views. And so in his case, it was baking the cakes. He would make them any other kind of cake they wanted, but he was not going to make them a cake for this thing that he objects to personally. And that's the, that was the first case that made its way to the Supreme Court. This is now the second one that went all the way because it's not only a compelled speech, but it is also a censorship case. Because if she has views that are different than what the state deems to be the correct views, by forcing her to adopt the state's views in contravention to her own, then it is censoring her views, right? She's not allowed to participate in commerce unless she censors herself. And I'm not calling her a bigot or whatever, but I will say that bigots have free speech rights too. They do. I may not like that. You may not like that, but they do, right? And there was a time in this country when even the ACLU understood that, and they went and defended the KKK because they had constitutional rights to march in a street. And people didn't like it, but that's the principled stand. So here is the, um, oh, hang on a second. I'm working off of the interwebs here because um, I usually print this stuff out, but because it broke it when it did, I did not have um, time to do so. So this is... The uh, majority opinion written by Justice Gorsuch, uh, talking about Lori Smith wants to expand her graphic design business, 303 Creative, to include services for couples seeking wedding websites. She worries that the Colorado law uh, will compel her, in violation of the First Amendment, to create websites celebrating marriages she does not endorse. And here's another thing, too. If you want to test the principles at play, Swap out the LGBT stuff, right? Take that component out and examine it with some other uh, sort of offending philosophy or event. And what I said earlier was um, like the local Satanist club. And they, they are around. They are around. And if there's a, a devout Christian that is running a, a, a website service and the Satanists come to them and say, we want you to do a, a website for our Satanist club. Should that Christian be forced to build the website, maintain the website to attract Satanists? No, you don't get to tell people to violate their religious beliefs, even in this space of commerce. And, and what's more, this isn't even like, you know, I'm just selling drinks to people or something, giving people food. This is, this is compelling her to create content as an artist. These are expressive creations, what they were called in the lower courts. And then flip that example. What if it's a Satanist cake shop owner and a Christian comes in and says, I want you to make a cake for you know, my, bap- my child's baptism. Well, I t- man, the Satanist would probably bake the cake with- and put poison in it. So that's probably not a good example. 
But how about a Muslim? Muslim baker. Somebody comes in, they're like, hey, I got this idea. Can you make a cake that looks like uh, Prophet Muhammad? No, he cannot. (laughs) He definitely cannot. And he might get very angry at you if you tried to make him do that. You ever notice that the test cases here that the left brings, they always target the Christian shop owners. It's never the Muslim shop owners. I wonder why that is. Are you worried that one group of people might turn the other cheek, so to speak, and one group of people might not? So the, the, the uh, state law prohibits all public accommodations from denying the full and equal enjoyment of its goods and services to any customer based on his race, creed, disability, sexual orientation, or other statutorily enumerated trait. And then the law defines public accommodation broadly. Um, and then they have the penalties. Before the district court, at the lower court, the, the woman, the website owner, she said <clears throat> that the state stipulated the, the, that Colorado agreed, that everybody agreed on a set of facts in the case. Number one, that she was, quote, willing to work with all people regardless of classifications such as race, creed, sexual orientation, and gender identity, and will gladly create custom graphics and websites for clients of any sexual orientation, she will not produce content that contradicts biblical truths, regardless of who orders it. Her belief that marriage is a union between one man and one woman is a sincerely held conviction. She provides design services that are expressive and her original customized creations contribute to the overall message of her, uh, that her business conveys through her websites that she sells and builds. Right, So they already agreed to all of this. The state agreed to all of this. And that's why when Sonia Sotomayor uh, wrote up her dissent, she got smacked down by Gorsuch, who was saying things like, I don't know what uh, case she's deciding on, but it's definitely not the one that came before us. <laughs> it's, she's just... And she's going all over the place, talking about she doesn't even mention any of the facts of this case until halfway through the dissent. And then at one point, she cites the Pulse nightclub shooting as an example of what might happen with less tolerance. And, and less tolerance will be a direct result of what happens with this case. Slight problem, the Pulse nightclub shooting was not actually a hate crime targeting gays. The guy who went in, I believe he was a Muslim, went in and shot the place up, had just gone somewhere else, saw all of the armed security, and was like, let's not do that. And so then he, um, he turned around, was headed home, and or was driving around looking for some more uh, targets, saw the Pulse nightclub, uh, saw it was unprotected, and went in and murdered people. But apparently Sotomayor, does it, or any of her clerks, none of them know that. That's what I call blue anon. Right. These are the or theories, not necessarily conspiracy theories, the false stories, the fake news, if you will, that people on the left believe, like the targeting of Gabby Giffords on the Sarah Palin map. Right. Even though the guy who did the shooting never saw the map. But to people on the left, they believe these things because they get told them by the mainstream media, the legacy outlets, and then they are never corrected. They're never disabused of this knowledge. And it becomes, you know, when the legend becomes true, print the legend. Um, here's a message from Russ. Okay, so the, the, the 
303 creative case. That's the first one that the Supreme Court ruled on today the uh, or issued the ruling on. The second one that they issued the ruling on that everybody was waiting for was the um, the student loan forgiveness uh, law, the HEROES Act. And so there were two different cases that they were uh, looking at together. And they held in the first one that the individual plaintiffs in that case, that first one, they were students or I guess former students, whatever. They brought the lawsuit in order to block the cancellation of the the, the loan forgiveness. And, um, well, I take that back. I don't, hang on a second. Well, I don't know. It didn't matter because they didn't have standing. So they were kicked out. They were like, the Supreme Court said, you don't have standing. And so they rejected that. They didn't even rule on it. So the other one, though, was the one that um, is the controlling opinion, right? This is the uh, the states that came forward. They did have standing. And so then the Supreme Court ruled on the merits of their case, which was to say, of course, that's unconstitutional for Joe Biden to waive everybody's debt. He does not have that authority. Of course he doesn't. Of course he doesn't. And up until about six minutes ago, nobody thought he did. Even Nancy Pelosi said he, the president doesn't have that authority. Said it in 2021. And by the way, the Supreme Court majority, six to three, quoted her in their opinion. Everybody understood this. Everyone in Congress does, right? The, the, it's a, this stuff originates out of the Congress. You don't just get to write law in the executive branch. Here's a message from Russ. Uh, Pete, I just finished reading the SCOTUS student debt decision. If you take it along with other rulings on Chevron uh, deference, they are really gutting the ability of bureaucrats like the EPA, ATF, et cetera, et cetera, to make new rules. will be interesting to see how this plays out for all agencies versus individual cases. Right. This has been the Chevron case. This is the one that, and I don't remember all of the details, but it may have been EPA related, I think. But the uh, the growth in the administrative state through the rulemaking process has been going on for decades, and it was fueled by that that ruling. And so, what what people who are like you know keenly aware of Chevron, they are they are looking at this court as the one that might start ripping apart the scaffolding that's been propping up the the, um, the Chevron decision, but also the growth of the state, right? Because the what you would normally have is if you want to have rules, you got to have Congress write the law and then the president implement the law, right? Once he signs it into law and then he, as the executive, he then implements it. He carries it out. But what they do, what Congress has been doing is offloading the rulemaking to the executive branch. And the president isn't going to be in there writing out all the rules. So he just, he just like in Congress, right, they write it as the secretary shall. Well, that's not like Kathleen Sebelius during Obamacare. She wasn't sitting there writing out all the rules. No, it's the, it's the administrative state. It's all the bureaucrats inside the Department of Health and Human Services. And by, by giving up that control, these agencies keep on expanding their reach. And there's... um. Oh, gosh. I just saw it the other day. I, I never heard of this thing. Um, 
what was it called? It's not Parkinson's rule. It's not that. It's uh, and it's not Hardiston's rule. It's something like that, though. Harrison's rule, something. Anyway, the 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 idea is that in all of these types of organizations, and, and it happens in corporate, it happens in government, where once they streamline and and make efficient the things that they need to do as they're starting up, then that they naturally just start loading more and more employees. And a lot of them are, are management, administrative, and they don't actually do anything. And they contrive projects. They make up things because the, you've built the business, and now it's like it's running. It's making a lot of money. And all of a sudden, then it's like, okay, well, let's add some more people and add some more people and add some more people. And so instead of, like, being laser-focused and you got to get one thing done so you knock that thing out, and here's the example that uh, this person uh, wrote about. They said if you have a project due, or you're writing a term paper or something, and you get a month deadline, right? You you could do a little bit at a time and stretch it out over a long period, right? Or if you just sat down, focused, knocked it out in, you know, a day, then you're done. But in a corporate setting, if you knock it out in a day, what do you do for the next 29 days, right? You can't knock it out. So you have to do a little bit in a little bit. And so you then have to, you spread out the work. And when you start doing that, you start trying to contrive complexity, right? You start trying to make up different ways to make this process slower and to make it more involved and to get approvals and make reports, all of that. It's just, it's the natural tendency. All right. Now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. Uh, so I've been covering been covering a lot of different topics today. So I've got a lot of uh, messages over the course of the day that uh, some, I haven't gotten to. Oh, goodness. What's going on with my mouse? Stop, mouse. Stop. Oh, my goodness. It's gone crazy. The cord got all tangled up, and it's a laser mouse, and so it was just bouncing off the wall, and then that got the cat involved. No. Um, so the, um, the messages here are across a wide range of topics. But here we go. I want to try to get everybody's uh, message in. So we got Carl from Rock Hill, who is reacting to the story that I was doing about the Chinese defector, Dong, Dong the defector, and in uh, telling that story, uh, I called the president of China, Winnie the Pooh. He said, uh, thank you. He LOL'd. He laughed out loud. He says it's spot on, uh, and you made my day. Well, thank you, Carl. I encourage everybody to mock the communist leader of China as often as they feel necessary. Um, Rodney says, I'm curious how much of the helicopter money made it to campaign funds. Most importantly, we must protect the dong. It's true. The Dong is the defector. That's his name. Um, Chris says, Pete, thank you for covering the rulings from the Supreme Court. Forced speech is going to be the new battleground. The same way Canada has gone authoritarian with forced speech. Please cover the fact that leftist states in the USA are going to try to 
do this too. I can. Oh, I know I can't send you links because you won't open them. So please Google Michigan misgender felony and see for yourself. I actually did mention this. I think in the 11 o'clock hour that Michigan was doing this. And I couldn't remember if it was misgendering or dead naming or mispronouning, whatever it was that, yeah, they wanted to make it punishable by imprisonment of up to two years and or a fine up to $5,000. A felony. If you misgender somebody, if you don't call, so you know somebody as a dude for 30 years, and then they show up and they're like, I'm not a dude anymore, I'm a chick, and you misgender them one time, that's your tookus. Right to the slamma in Michigan, which is weird. It's a weird thing, because up in Michigan, like, can't you just bring in some more FBI people to, you know, cook up some kidnapping plots against the governor? Like, can't you just keep doing that? I mean, you got the proof of concept. You know it works. Uh, Chris says, uh, this one's going to the Supremes for sure. Thanks for refusing to abandon logic and reason. Um, And then, oh, that also ties into, yeah, uh, Mark Stein, this is from Mark, who talks about Mark Stein, the talk show host, got kicked out of Canada for so-called hate rhetoric. Yeah, like Canada is going, like they're going full commie uh, at some point. We're going to have to build a wall up there too, I think. It's coming. Um, Let's see here. What was the other? I had another, I thought I had another message. I'm trying to, oh, here we go. These are the other messages. All right. <clears throat> so here's Chris. He says, Pete, last week I heard you mention the man in New York chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. So I watched the news to see that. I did not see any clip of a singular man chanting that. I did, however, see that phrase being chanted by a line of mostly women in the parade in Seattle. Uh, From what I could tell, it was everyone in the camera shot chanting it. I'll bet it was done in many other cities as well. I hope someone is documenting slash recording these events. So the one that I talked about was from the NBC News report, and that was out of the New York City drag parade. That was last weekend. But if you listen to those uh, those participants, the activists, they say in that NBC story that you're missing the context. And the context is we've been saying this for years, and we say it all over the place. So it very well, yeah, Seattle is... Uh, Not surprising. Um, Lance says regarding the Chinese defector, I heard that Winnie the Pooh himself sent the defector Dong with the terabytes of data. And wasn't there another defector at about the same time? There was, in fact, another defector. Uh, It was like Yan, I think. I think it was Yen or Yang, something like that. Um, But also they had more terabytes of data. That data also included a huge list of Americans, especially politicians, who are compromised in some way and have acted against the nation. Have you heard this? Right. This is why. So in the story that was broken by Red State about Dong, Red State, and when they first put it out, RedState.com got hit with uh, cyber attacks to shut down their website when they first published. When they first reported that Dong had defected, and they also uh, reported today that Dong is in a DIA protection program. 
DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, and that he specifically refused to go to the CIA and especially the FBI. Why do you think he wouldn't go there? And Red State also reported that at the same time that the uh, the first story, like two years ago, published about uh, the defection, China changed out its ambassador to the U.S. and put one of Winnie the Pooh's stooges in, and the perception was that that stooge named Gang was supposed to shut down the uh, the investigations, but because Dong went to the DIA, Gang couldn't get him. There's a moral there. There's a moral to that story. When the gang comes for Dong, better to be in the DIA. I think that's the deal. Um, great examples. Here's a couple more I heard this morning. Should a black baker be compelled to make a pro-KKK cake? Should uh, a Jewish baker be compelled to bake a pro-Nazi cake? Right? The three Supreme Court dissenters are idiots. And... Here's, on, uh, here's from Dan on the Student Loan Forgiveness Act. Uh, perhaps if Joe wants to help people with their student loans, he and his unindicted co-conspirator, Hunter, should ask the Chicoms for more money in the monthly stipend to the Biden crime family to cover it. Now, that would be sharing the wealth, don't you think? I do. That's a really good idea, Dan. That is a really good idea. Instead of 10% for the big guy, make the college students the big guy. Now, Dave says he is all for... Legacy college admissions. This is like if your parent went to the school, then you get a little, you get a little something, something extra when they're recruit when they're looking at your application. They'll weight you a little bit more heavily because your parents are alum, or your dad bought a building, you know, built a building for them. So then you get to go to the school, that kind of thing. Faber would have been a lot more boring had Kent Dorfman gotten in. Stan says you can't use race and a number of other physical attributes that are determined by birth in the dissemination of goods and services. When your parents made a decision to a university, it had nothing to do with how they were born. So legacy admissions, whether you like them or not, should have nothing to do with the law. It's the free market working, and Democrats hate that. Um, Right, so, like, I don't, me personally, if I'm running a college, um, I don't give legacy admissions. You know why? I don't want your dumbass there. Like, seriously, just because your parents were smart and you turn out to be an idiot i don't i don't feel like i need to bring you on you're gonna make the you're gonna make the the student body dumber so no i don't want you if you like i want like if i'm building a a college and i want high performing students and i want a good reputation then i'm i'm not going to have legacy admissions just automatically getting in now if you're struggling to get students then legacy admissions makes sense right Oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Kid Vicious on Twitter. It's a Pete tweet. 
He says Biden and the Democrats got exactly what they wanted to out of the student loan debt. They were able to use it for an election year boost because their base bought it with glee. Absolutely correct. It was a political move. They all knew it. They did it anyway. They, I mean, think about that. You had, a, you had an administration that acted in an unconstitutional manner, knowingly so, and did it for partisan political purposes in order to motivate their base. Now they'll hammer the Supreme Court in this election cycle as racist and push for uh, expansion. So I don't know what, like, I honestly don't know what to do when the, like, the president behaves in that manner and the legacy outlets that are supposed to hold him accountable don't, you know? Russ says, I'm okay with legacy admissions as long as they are otherwise qualified. There's something cool about generations of people that have bought into the values and culture of an institution if they have remained intact. I went to college with a lot of multi-generational guys. It says a lot about the school, and it's fun to hang out with three generations of alum at events. I don't think there should be any weight given to donors. Um, yeah, like I said, I see the value in the legacy admissions. But that's a, if the schools want to get rid of it, get rid of it. And if you think it's unconstitutional, then sue them. Go for it. Knock yourself out. That was not the case. I'm not saying that to Russ, but like these people who are, are critical of it, I'm fine getting rid of it to each their own. But that was not part of the case that the Supreme Court heard. Uh, Dan says, Pete, if the Tricom defector knowingly brought erroneous data from Winnie the Pooh, we should send him to a U.S. prison until his hair turns gray. And then he would be known as wrong dong silver yeah i mean i guess he could be called that wait what oh there you go <laughs> john says the student loan case that that guy was hoping more than just this case the supreme court would put some kind of limitations on the presidential executive orders ah that's what john wanted some limit on executive orders since obama each president has gotten more and more dependent on just ruling by executive order instead of working with Congress to get a law passed the way it should be done. I concur, John. I concur. But they did not uh, they did not take that route. Oh, did you hear they uh, they they got a deal between Hunter Biden and his illegitimate baby mama? Okay, I'll I'll give you details here. Two six packs of shiners, 99 cent butane lighter, lucky strikes and a fifth of Patron. London Roberts and her daughter, Navy Joan, 
They've been getting child support payments from Hunter Biden. But you know, his situation changed. He's not making as much as he used to from the Chi-Coms. Three blondes in a ragtop Mustang Followed us down to the lake And didn't have to think about that too long Skinny dipping in the bright moonlight Situation couldn't be more right I can feel a good one coming on So back in the day, he was paying out 20K a month. He got it reduced in court the other day, down to like 5K. The woman wanted the daughter to be able to use Biden as the last name because she knew that it would give her daughter all this opportunity. And Hunter was like, hell no, I know how much my last name is worth. Don't you know the racket I've been running? But she did get some paintings of his, so there's that. All right. I will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Don't break anything while I'm gone. Keep this party rocking till the break of dawn.